Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning life coach and mentor, two times best-selling author, law of attraction YouTuber, speaker, and badass entrepreneur. My mission is to awaken and inspire women to turn their dream life into an abundant reality and to help them create their positively wealthy life full of abundance, happiness, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much, guys, for joining me for another one of my podcast episodes today. I am so, so thrilled and humbled to be able to welcome Mel Robbins onto the podcast today. So Mel, if you don't know, is one of the leading voices in personal development and transformation and is an international best-selling author. Her work includes the global phenomenon, the five-second rule, the high-five habit, four number one best-selling audiobooks, the number one podcast on Audible, as well as signature online courses that have changed the lives of more than half a million students worldwide. Thank you so much, Mel, for being here today. Thank you. You know, it's really interesting, Emma, whenever I hear somebody read that bio, because my reaction is, who are they talking about? (laughs) (laughs) When I think about how far I've come uh, in terms of my life, how I spend my time, what I'm doing in a mere 10 years, it's jaw dropping. And I think it's also, or what I hope my intention is that as you listen to Emma and you listen to me, Mel Robbins today, that um, there's something about what we're talking about that feels utterly attainable in a way that it never has before. And that whatever it is that makes you feel either a little dark or a little stuck, that that there's a crack that happens and a little light comes in. Mm. Because um, I think when you get aligned, or I should say realigned with your true nature and with what really 
is in your heart, it's unimaginable. I don't even know if that's a word, but <laughs> it's, it's unreal what you can create in your life. Absolutely. We'll make it a word, Mel. I love it. <laughs> So before we dive into all of your juicy, juicy content that you teach, I would, I would love to ask you this. This is a question that I ask every single guest that comes on the podcast. And I don't actually know this about you as well. So I'll be interested Mm. to hear your response, whether you class yourself as spiritual or not. So when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? Well, I don't think that I could, um, you know, I'm not one of those people that has a moment. I think that there are all kinds of um, defining moments in terms of awakening. And I believe I'm still awakening in a spiritual sense. I am a deeply, deeply spiritual person. Um, I, you know, if you want to kind of tick the boxes in terms of context, I'm 53 years old. I grew up in the United States in the Midwest. I was raised in a family that went to a uh, Methodist church, a pretty liberal one uh, in a small town in Michigan, but we basically only went on Easter and Christmas. And um, I really started what I would call a deeper journey into spirituality in my late twenties, when I became very, very interested in personal development. And the second that I took my first kind of course on human potential and the human experience, and, you know, I'd been in school for a long time. I had, I had gone to an Ivy league college in the United States. I went to a top law school. I'm intellectually curious what I was learning in weekend courses in windowless conference rooms, you know, wearing a name tag with a bunch of strangers was way more interesting and way more enriching to my life than four years of university, three years of law school combined. And so I think that it began there, but it wasn't a moment. Uh, you know, I have a number of moments that pop out in terms of huge awakenings. Um, But I hope to God that I am still going to continue to have them, that spirituality is something that can get deeper and deeper and deeper and richer and more woven into your day-to-day life. And um, to me, spirituality is kind of two things. The most important aspect of spirituality for me is a profound connection with self. Because without a profound connection to self, you will not be able to have a profound connection to something greater than self. Mm -hmm. And That took me a long time. That's a layer of spirituality that goes really deep because I think a lot of folks have a spiritual awakening and they think that it's just this connection to something deeper. And my experience, this does not have to be the experience for everybody, but my experience is 
that I had the, the connection to something deeper, divine moments, awakenings, perspective shifts, magical stuff in terms of connecting and speaking with people that have passed on that sort of channeling experience, that sense that there are signs all around you, that something magical is unfolding. That stuff's been happening forever. I think I'm a deeply spiritual being. But it wasn't until I learned how to quiet my anxiety, which had been a constant force, and quieting my anxiety was critical to deepening my spirituality because when you're in an anxious state, you're not actually present. Mm -hmm. That was one layer. But once my anxiety got quieted, I think having this deeper connection to self allows you to be responsible and to own your connection to something larger. Mm -hmm. It's not a gift to you. It's something that you are channeling for yourself, if that makes sense. Mm. Absolutely. And I love what you said there, Mel, because it's so true that I think when we kind of have those pinnacle moments or awakenings, you're like, that's it. I'm awake. And really, like you say, you have those multiple awakenings and breakthroughs and realizations and growth and evolution. And I think, you know, you meet totally new versions of yourself over periods of time or years. And I think that's magical in itself as well. So I love what you said. Perfect. So I really want to talk about your new book, The High Five Habits. So I've been reading it and I have been loving it. And I have some really interesting takes on British people and high fives that I want to put to you as well, because it made me Great. laugh. <laughs> but can, Go you, for it. can you just first of all, explain to everybody what it means to live a high five life? Yeah, I think it's very simple. So a high five, let's just talk about the, the high five gesture, right? Um, and this is why um, the habit of high-fiving your reflection every morning in the mirror after you brush your teeth is a game changer. And it's because there's so much science and neural association attached to a high-five because whether or not you are a cynical Brit or you're a very positive American, uh, we all have witnessed high-fives in sport our entire lives. As little kids, we've probably received them. You've given them to runners in the London Marathon. You have experienced the slap of somebody's hand and you feel the jolt of energy that hits you. And so all of the programming is already in your mind and it's all positive. I mean, Emma, you've never high-fived somebody and thought, you suck, <laughs> I hate you, you're gonna lose. God doesn't love you, you're spiritually dead. You don't, you don't think those things. Your brain's association and your nervous system's association, your spirit speaks in the language of high fives. Your spirit is energizing. Your spirit is celebratory. Your spirit believes in you. Your spirit is empowering and encouraging. And I know that to be true because if you look at your true nature when you were born, when you were one, two, three, four, and you saw yourself in your mirror, your spirit came alive. You loved the person you saw in the mirror. So a high five embodies belief and celebration and empowerment and encouragement and belief and resilience, all those things, partnership, trust, these beautiful, juicy, amazing things. A high five life in its simplest form is a life that you look forward to living. 
I love like that. just like in sport, right? If you're huddling with your team and you're about to go play some kind of match, you always begin not by saying today's going to suck and you're really going to blow the play and you look terrible in that uniform. No, you set an intention and then you high five your mates because you're about to go into a game that is worth playing. And I'm here to tell you that a high five life is a life that you're living that feels like one that's worth doing your best for. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, you know, I, I, I love this idea of adding a high five to your morning routine, because what we know based on research is your mood in the morning impacts your productivity all day long. And there is a moment in your current morning routine that all the prayer in the world, all the manifesting, all the gratitude journaling cannot change for the better. And it is a moment where you criticize or reject yourself. And I want you to start practicing a habit that will teach you how to accept, empower, and love yourself instead. Yes, love that. And I loved the energy that comes from the book as well, because although it seemed really simple when I started reading the book and I was like, you know, how hard can this be? Like just high five yourself every day, Emma, how hard this could be. And I do a lot of mirror work anyway. So I was like, no, I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to do this for five days, like Mel says, and see what I get from it. And it was really interesting because not just only did I do, do the high five, I actually said a positive affirmation as well. I was like, you've got this, like go and smash today. Like today's your day. And I thought for me, that was such a beautiful extension of mirror work because it was something I hadn't tried before. And it was like you say, that touch moment, even though it's a mirror where you're like, I'm there for me, I've got this. So it was really interesting. And I definitely, definitely want to keep it, like stick to it as well, because I think everybody who's doing mirror work should absolutely try this as well. Well, and here's the thing. Um, it's more than even sort of the physical demonstration, which in the mirror work, part of what's getting activated is you are activating your mirror neurons and you're tapping into behavioral activation therapy where your brain and mind sees you treating the human being in the mirror as if you respect them, as if you believe in them, as if you love them. And when your brain sees you taking the actions that are consistent with the type of person that you want to become, it accelerates you becoming that person. And so um, the other reason why you're feeling something is that the high five itself gives you something that the mirror work doesn't. You get a drip of dopamine because the neural association with a high five is the same whether I'm high-fiving you, Emma, or you're high-fiving yourself. The physical motion makes your brain trigger dopamine. That's why most of us smile when we do it or we laugh. The other thing that you're feeling when you feel a little bit more energized is you're feeling the celebratory programming in your nervous system, giving you a little bit of energy. You know, when you cross a finish line in a race, what do you do? Well, I celebrate. I'm like, yes. Do you see what you did with your arms? You raised your arms. Mm -hmm. So when, when our favorite team scores, we raise our arms. When we cross a finish line, we raise our arms. When we yell surprise at a friend's birthday, we raise our arms. When we say hello, we raise our arm. When you go to high five, you raise your arm. 
there's energy programmed from a lifetime of doing it in your nervous system. So the act of the physical act of doing it taps into that. So it's not just the act of looking at yourself, which by the way, you do mirror work and that's incredible. 50% of men and women can't even look in the mirror. In fact, they won't because they don't like themselves. They don't like where they are in life. They don't like what they look like. And if you cannot look at yourself in the mirror, that is a habit of self-rejection. The look away is criticism. It's judgment. And so for most people, simply looking in the mirror to do this is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. And then for the rest of us that are not practicing mirror work, and even for some people who do, your subconscious, because you've been doing it for decades, is to actually see yourself and focus on the things you don't like that you need to fix. The act of putting on makeup and doing your hair isn't additive. It's like, oh God, I got to fix this and I look like crap and I got to put. And so it's coming from a critical rejection space. And so for everybody that struggles with people pleasing, with wanting validation, with needing a boyfriend or a girlfriend in order to feel worthy with yourself, the actual reason why you're seeking the approval of others is because you every single morning look in the mirror and reject yourself. That's why you're putting your validation outside yourself. I want you to bring it back in house. I want you every morning to do a physical action that demonstrates, I believe in you, I see you, I got you, we're in it. Whether you say the word or not, the gesture alone communicates it. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. But one thing I will say is when I was reading your book, I was like, gosh, what do I think? What is my attitude around high fives? And I started to notice something. And I look back to my childhood, like I was at yep. school in the 90s, and I was like, God. I really don't think British people high five each other. Like I was really thinking about in school, do I remember high fiving like our teams, sports days? I really don't remember it that much. And then I think actually, even in my adulthood, do I remember high fiving a lot of people? And I'm quite a high fivey person, but I yeah. honestly think as Brits, I really like, ooh, high five, that's a bit American. Ooh, that's a bit cheesy. And I feel like there's that mentality around it. And even when I go to like high five my friends, it's not regular, but when I do, they almost look at me like, what are you doing? What, what are you doing, Emma? Like, <laughs> I think like, where do we get this from? <laughs> well, I think that being cynical gets socialized into you. Uh, having a stiff upper lip, mm-hmm. being a little bristly, being resigned. Um, you know, it's interesting, a bunch of the podcasts in the UK, you know, have all asked, well, what do you say to the cynical Brits? And I say, don't do it. Don't do it. If, if criticizing, beating yourself down, thinking something sounds stupid and it's beneath you, if that actually works, you would be a million dollar, you'd have a million dollars, you'd drive a Range Rover, you'd be happy, you'd have a deeply spiritual life and you would be living your dream. So if being cynical works for you, keep doing it. But I'm here to tell you it actually doesn't. All the research shows that being cynical in life makes it harder. The resistance to trying something new makes it harder. Beating yourself up makes it harder to feel motivated to change the things that would create deeper meaning in your life. And, you know, the thing that's interesting about the research, because we've now had, 
oh boy, I think 136,000 people go through a um, five-day challenge that has been active now for 36 days. They represent 91 countries. Brits are not the only people who think it sounds cheesy. When I first did it, I was like, this is the, is my life really gotten this bad that I'm now (laughs) high-fiving myself in the mirror in my underwear? For God's sakes, Mel. When I asked my husband to try it because he's been struggling with depression, he's like, I am not, that is stupid. I'm not doing that. So if you have that reaction, that's everybody's reaction because it does sound dumb. But don't let the fact that something sounds dumb rob you of the opportunity of potentially discovering the secret to being happier and more fulfilled and feeling more supported and inspired in your day-to-day life. Because every single one of us, the reason why my husband, for example, who struggles with depression, thought it was stupid is because seven years ago, his restaurant business failed. And we lost $800,000. And that was not money we had, Emma. That was the kids' college savings. Mm -hmm. That was our home equity line. That was $800,000 liens on our house. And it wasn't until I discovered this high-five habit by mistake, high-fiving myself on one very low morning, as pathetic as it sounds, in April of 2020, I did it for a month. I turned to my husband at one, one morning. I'm like, I really want you to try, just try it for five days. He's like, I'm not doing it. It sounds stupid. I'm like, dude, you're freaking depressed and you're annoying and I need your support. Just humor me. So he humors me for five days and we sit down and talk about it. And I learned something from him that he had never shared with me. And it's this, for seven years, I have stood at my bathroom sink and he has stood at his right next to me. I had no idea that when he looked in the mirror for seven years, he saw a failure. He saw somebody who didn't provide for their family. He saw somebody who wasn't smart. He saw somebody that he was ashamed of because he had lost not only our money, but other people's money in this restaurant venture. I had no idea he was still holding this over his own head because, you know, I wasn't in the restaurant business. We got out of it. I see it as like this horrible thing that happened that we survived. That was the genesis then of the five second rule without it. Like none of this incredible thing would be happening. He's the world's best dad. He became a yoga instructor. I had no idea the amount of shame and judgment this man was living under. And he thought the high five was stupid because why on earth would I high five somebody that I'm ashamed of? Why would I high five somebody who has failed his family? And the act of high fiving yourself, if you're in a very low place, is not like, yeah, fake positivity. I'm American. That's not what this is. It's holy cow, dude. You got to stop being so hard on yourself. You got to give yourself a break. Mm -hmm. You deserve to feel good again. You tried your hardest. I know this is hard. You got to keep going. You got to pull yourself up. It's encouragement 
he couldn't climb out of all of this shame because of the beatdown, Emma. Mm. And so, you know, you asked me sort of a lighter question about everybody kind of, eh, and we're, we're all kind of like, eh, funny. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. About feeling celebrated, a lot of people, what you're describing with the high five, people feel that way. When, pe- when their friends take them out for their birthday. I don't want to be the center of attention. Why? Well, because somehow I've, I either feel like I'm not worthy of it or I've been made to believe it's bad or corny. And I'm telling you, if you look at how you were when you were little, you don't remember this. But when you saw a mirror, you would kiss it, you would twirl, you would throw your hands. You loved the sight of yourself. No four-year-old's like, God, my thighs are fat, fat. Don't high-five you. Like they don't, like that's not wired in your body. That's what life does to you. And so the other thing that's cool about a high-five is, you know, you may grow up in a culture or community where high-fiving is not something everybody does regularly, but you've watched it in sport. Mm-hmm. You've watched it in viral videos. Your brain has the association already programmed in. There is a need, a hardwired need for connection, for support, for feeling seen. And that's exactly what this does. In fact, in fact, it was a UK study that found that um, a high five without verbal praise is the most powerful way 
based on research to motivate kids to keep working hard when they're in the middle of a challenging problem. This was published in an academic journal. More than any kind of verbal praise than you can give anybody, walking up to somebody while they're really struggling through a math problem and just high-fiving them will motivate them more than anything else that you could possibly do. So true. So powerful and true. Definitely. So what do you think causes this disconnection in the mirror and with ourselves? What causes the connection or the disconnection? Disconnection. So um, I'm going to explain it um, in two ways. The first one is the kind of more universal way. And then the second one accounts for anybody who has kind of significant trauma. I mentioned kind of zero to four. You look in the mirror, you love yourself, you spin, you think you're amazing. No four-year-olds like my thighs are fat. You know, like I hate myself. That's just not wired in your DNA. That's not what your spirit is. Your spirit is full of hope and love and acceptance and celebration. That's what's inside you. That's your true nature. I believe that somewhere around eight, nine, or 10, we have what's called a break in belonging with self. And we become self-conscious to how we fit in to the world around us. Everybody has an experience. You may not remember it, but you have an experience of one day being at school and you walk into the cafeteria, you'll sit wherever the hell you want. You're just looking like, like okay, where's my heart? Where to go? You're just like, because you are connected to self. And all of a sudden, one day you walk into the cafeteria and your brain goes from the hardwired, loving, accepting, spirit-driven amazingness to the sorting hat from Harry Potter. <laughs> and you look around the cafeteria and your brain goes, you don't look like those kids. You're not like those kids. Those kids are mean. Those are the sports kids oh, it's safer to go with these guys. And you immediately start to see the world in places you belong and places you don't. And it's a protection mechanism that comes from evolution. And that has you to start to morph yourself and criticize yourself and reject aspects of yourself simply so you can fit in. It's part of the human design. And I believe the high five habit, adding a high five in the mirror to yourself every morning as your morning routine can help you bring yourself back home to yourself. It can help you rejoin and activate your true nature. It can turn off that criticism and that drumbeat of negativity and that constant rejection and like self-editing that has defined your life for decades. And it can bring you back into feeling the sense of connectedness with exactly who you are and who you're not, a level of acceptance that you can then bring into your life so that you feel more confident in who you are, you feel more accepting in who you are, that you validate yourself so you're not desperately seeking it from everybody else. The second way that this can happen even earlier in people's lives is if you grew up in a wildly traumatic household where you had a parent that was either violent or abusive or had an addiction or was mentally ill 
or uh, abandon the family, if you were in a constant state of chaos because you were dealing with poverty or abuse or homelessness, these are very real situations that flip your nervous system onto a hypervigilant trauma anxiety mode for survival. Mm -hmm. And so you immediately abandon self for protection. And that is another way that it happens for almost everybody. Absolutely. And like, I'm a big lover of inner child work and what you're explaining there as well, connecting to yourself in the mirror. It's amazing inner child work because that inner child feels seen. It feels validated. It's like, I'm here for you. We're coming back Mm -hmm. home. So I love how it all ties in together. Yeah, it's cool. So as your book goes on, it gets deeper. And I love this because it's not just, hey, let's do the challenge. It's actually okay, here's what happens if limiting beliefs and fears come up. And this really intrigues me as well, especially with what you said your husband had come up for him as well. So if anybody is doing this or knows they have limiting beliefs and fears underneath this, whether it's with mirror work, whether it's with the high five challenge, how can we rewire our minds if resistance or limiting beliefs are coming up? So first of all, everybody has limiting beliefs and everybody has resistance. And um, I... In chapters four, five, and six of the book, I introduce you to something called the reticular activity system, which is a filter in the brain. And the real danger of limiting beliefs, most of which are not even yours, you probably adopted them from your mother or your father or some other caregiver, and now they're just running on repeat because brains, the human brains, are designed to learn patterns. And beliefs are just patterns that get repeated. You tell yourself a story. Oh, I spilled the milk. That means I'm an idiot. And then you start to repeat the the version. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I can't cope. I can't cope. I can't cope. Whatever it is you say. And over time, as you repeat this opinion, it becomes a belief. And over time, that belief becomes an identity. And more so, it, it is shaping this reticular activity system in your brain, which is a filter system. If you've ever shopped for a new car or a new handbag or a new jacket, and you got your sights locked on to something that you want, all of a sudden, the second you decide you want that new car or you want that new jacket, you will see that car everywhere. You will see that jacket everywhere. That is your brain changing its filter in real time to show you what it believes is important to you. If you have told yourself you're an idiot your entire life, your brain is right now magnifying stuff, whether it's dust in the corner or the email your boss just sent or the fact that your friends just went out for lunch and they forgot to invite you. The filter in your brain looks at the whole world like they went out to lunch, I'm an idiot. There's dust in the corner, I'm an idiot. Everything becomes evidence that you're an idiot because your brain thinks this matters to you because you're always saying it. The importance of the high five is that the gesture takes all the positive programming associated with a high five that's already in your subconscious and it marries it with your own face. It starts to change your identity and your belief about self based on positive programming associated with the high five. This is critically important because if you start to believe that you are a good person, 
that things will work out, that life is going to become easier, that if you work hard, your dreams will come true, that if you don't get what you want, something better is coming. If you start to repeat this, if you start to activate your spirit and let your spirit guide what you say to yourself, which is all embodied in this high five, the reticular activity system in your brain starts to think it's important to you to think like a high five because it keeps seeing you doing it instead of saying I'm an idiot. And so that has a profound effect because you no longer see the dust in the corner. When your friends go out to lunch without you, you think, oh, they're idiots. They didn't even remember to invite me, but you don't make it mean anything bad about you. You know what I'm saying? Because you're a high five. You know that you're a good person. So, you know, it's, it's super important that you attack this. And this is the other area where you and I might diverge a little bit, because I also write in this book that mantras are very difficult for people. And the reason why mantras are very difficult for people is most people make the mistake of picking a mantra that they don't believe. You see, when you said you married the high five with you got this, let's make this a great day. You were saying something that's believable. Mm -hmm. Most people, when they pick a mantra or begin trying to change their identity, they go from one extreme, you're an idiot, to I'm amazing. And your brain isn't ready for I'm amazing. If you've spent two decades saying, I hate my body, I'm a fat slob. If you hide in the back of every photo, that behavior tells your brain that you don't like how you look. So I am all for body positivity. Absolutely. I don't care what size you are. As long as you're happy and you accept yourself, you can look, you can be whatever you want to be. That's not the point of what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is if you struggle with self-worth, if you beat the hell out of yourself, if your actions demonstrate that, you will not ever be able to stand in front of that mirror and be like, thank you, body, for getting me this. Like, Because you, you don't treat your body that way. So I recommend when people start using the high five and starting the high five habit that you say nothing. Because your negative self-talk sucks. Your negative self-talk is loud. Your negative self-talk has been going on repeat for 20 years. One positive mantra is not going to stop this, but the science of a dopamine drip, the science of your nervous system, the science of you demonstrating the high five to your brain over time, and I think it takes about five days, that is powerful. Mm. Amen, Mel. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> Here we go, Emma. I fully, fully agree with that. And, you know, even from like a manifesting perspective, you're so right. If you're at one scale of the belief and then saying completely the opposite, like that's not going to manifest. Like you say, you know, even subconsciously, that's not going to happen because you don't believe it. You're still in the mirror saying this mantra that you don't believe. And you just feel even more frustrated that you're saying this mantra for 21 days or 50 times a day and you're getting nowhere. So absolutely true I love that advice because like you say if we can mix it with the high five say nothing and then when you're at that place where you're feeling more positive about yourself your self-worth your image yeah then's the time to build on that definitely so well you know one thing you could do though um because I know you love mirror work is you can um for five days just stand in front of the mirror and raise your hand and high five let it feel weird let the resistance come 
tears will probably come uh, for many of you because it's the first time in decades that you've actually seen yourself and acknowledged your spiritual presence there. Gratitude is usually about things outside of you. This brings you back home. Then what you can do after five days, because from a neurological standpoint, a lot of cool chemical stuff starts to happen, put a post-it note on your mirror. And if you want to write something then that is also a trigger for you to add into this, you can start to layer in that sort of positive mantra work as well. That's how I would begin to do it. And then to your point, you'll start to believe it faster and then you can actually start to say it and you'll believe it. Love it. Love it. So your work also focuses on the feelings of disappointment and jealousy. So for Mm. anybody listening who feels this, what are your top tips for dealing with um, disappointment and jealousy? Well, first of all, with disappointment, I think it's really um, critical that you give yourself permission to feel disappointed Mm -hmm. because shoving it down and pretending you don't care just builds more and more disappointment in your life let it out, punch the wall. I do this all the time, like punch the wall, yell, scream, you know, like whatever you need to do, like just get it out, express your disappointment. It's okay to want things. It's okay to be disappointed when you don't get them. Give yourself permission to want things and give yourself permission to feel disappointed when you don't get them. Mm -hmm. Then You reframe it because what I always say is if you're working hard and you don't get what you want, it's because something better is coming. Now, you can't put your arms back and say, "Okay, well, prove it to me. If you're working hard and you don't get what you want, keep on working because something better is coming. And when you anchor yourself there, that's a high five attitude. Keep going. Something better will come. Maybe not tomorrow maybe not this week, but when you have faith that maybe you didn't get that apartment because the landlord was a real jerk, maybe you didn't get into that dream job or that dream school because that's actually not what you're meant to do. Maybe you uh, had that person break up with you because they're actually cheating on you. Like, like you just, you got to anchor down because the alternative is dreadful. Jealousy is a very important emotion but everybody misunderstands. Jealousy is a very good thing in your life because it's a directional signal that is personal to you. It is impossible to be jealous of anybody or anything that's not actually meant for you. So for example, I am not jealous of somebody who lives in a $50 million penthouse in Dubai. I don't want to live there. I don't care how nice it is. I don't want to live there. I'm not jealous at all. But Emma, I'm jealous of you because you have your own podcast, like you're out in the world. I've done one for Audible, but it's behind a paywall. And so this is something I've thought about for years. And so jealousy, normally we like, oh, I'm not supposed to feel that. That makes me a bitch. No, no, actually, no. Jealousy is a directional signal. If I'm jealous of Emma and I stop and I go, oh, interesting. Why am I jealous of Emma? unpack it with curiosity and you'll see, oh, Emma is doing a podcast. All jealousy is, is it's blocked desire and it's blocked by your insecurity. It's blocked by your fears. 
And most people go, oh, I'm jealous of Emma. That's a bad thing. I won't think about it. Notice jealousy doesn't go away. It just gets bigger because it's trying to get your attention. The only thing that will get jealousy to disappear is allowing yourself to unpack what the inspiration is and then start taking actions to go get it. So I'm no, I'm no longer jealous of Emma because Emma is a light on the path that I'm meant to walk down. That's why I'm drawn toward her. I love this. And to be honest, I've never heard jealousy described in that way before, but I love it because it's so true. So thank you for sharing that. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I think just like you say, if everyone can adopt that attitude and think, yeah, actually, and I always had this good phrase, actually, which I always use for comparison. And you always like when you're seeing someone who's where you want to be or they've got something you want and you go, good for you and the same for me. And I loved that because I thought that instantly dispels that, well, you've got something I want and I can't have that. It's actually, yeah, good for you and the same for me. So amazing what mm. you said, it really resonated. So um, my last question to you today then, Mel, is what is one piece of life advice that you would like to leave my lovely listeners with? Hmm. Never leave a bathroom without high-fiving yourself in the mirror. (laughs) You not only deserve it, you need it. You know, we celebrate birthdays. Why? Not because you get another round around the sun, but because you're still here. You're still breathing. You're still trying. And I think every time you high five yourself in the mirror, it's a celebration of the fact that you're still here and you're still trying. Love that. Potent. Love that, Mel. So where can my lovely listeners find your new book, The High Five Habit, and more about your work? Um, Well, you can find the book wherever books are sold. And I am the uh, one that reads or delivers the audio book. And I go majorly off script. It's a totally (laughs) uh, amazing experience. And the number one selling audio book in the world, uh, the first month that it's been released, it's only been out in a month. And the reason why it is number one is because it is not only transformative and amazing it's also amazingly entertaining and if you don't uh want to take my word for it just read the reviews because they're deeply deeply personal um but you can get a copy wherever books are sold we also for those of you that are really struggling have a tremendous amount of free content one of the things that i wanted to do because for me this is really not about a book it's about getting a tool out in the world with a ton of science that anyone any age any background can use to experience immediate science back results in your relationship with yourself and your feelings of self-worth and self-confidence. We created a free five-day challenge called the High Five Challenge. I know you'll put a link in your show notes, but 136,000 people from 91 countries have taken this thing in about 34 days. And not a single person, because we are monitoring the data on this, has reported anything but the fact that it is absolutely changing their life for the better. It has a coaching video every day. You journal about what you're learning. Then you share it to the community. And trust me when I tell you the high five challenge, it is free and it is exactly what you need right now. Just go to highfivechallenge.com and you can sign up for free at any moment. It will always be there for you as my gift to you. 
Amazing. And of course, I will put links to everything Mel's mentioned in the comments below. And of course, I'll put Mel's Instagram and her website as well. So you can go and check them out as well. But thank you so much, Mel. Honestly, I feel like this this has been an amazing conversation and I have adopted the high five habit and I'm sticking to it as well because it has transformed my morning and I just feel like it's so so beneficial for so many reasons and I know that everybody listening is going to feel this as well so a big big thank you for coming on today Mel it's honestly been such an honor and pleasure awesome thank you so much for having me So thank you so much guys for listening to today's episode. I really hope you've enjoyed Mel and I's conversation. As always, you can find a clickable link to Mel's work and everything she mentioned in the description below. And if you want to find out anything more about myself, my coaching, my videos, or anything else I have to offer, then you can find it all at emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much guys for listening. I appreciate all your views and likes. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook. Facebook where I can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things law of attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a great week whatever you're up to and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode which will be next week. Lots of love guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.